Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome to a what should have been Victory Tuesday, the podcast. Um, I think we've all had the time to take in what happened, review the footage, listen to the press conferences, and either temper our emotions or ignite our emotions about what happened on Sunday. I think that was the, that was the most pitiful thing that I've watched in a long time, and we went through an own 16 season. Um, I mean, that's just a game that you have to win. We talked about it. These are four games that you have to win or that you should win, and they failed. I, I absolutely don't understand what went on. The big word of the week was miscommunication, miscommunication, miscommunication. But you guys are professionals. You have been in this league. Like, I understand it happens. But these are the final minutes of the game. Uh, a minute 50, and you are – having miscommunications with your veterans and your second year guys. The only rookie out there was Martin Emerson. And he wasn't targeted like basically at all in that final, those final couple drives. And the, the vets are having miscommunication. Grant Delpit's a third year guy and I get it. He wasn't on the field, but he's been with Joe Woods for three years. He understands what's going on. How does this happen? It happened week one. It's inexcusable. And you can, I, I want to talk about this a little bit later, but Nick Chubb, I don't want to hear it. So Eric, I, what, what went on in those final couple, couple minutes? Before we get to the final few minutes, I think in, in the game period, I think it, it was one of those games where the Cleveland Browns thought they were just going to show up and win. You know, um, that's how they that's how they treat the Jets. That's how the, the that's how the offense looked. That's how the defense looked. They just look lethargic out there. Like it doesn't matter. This is the Jets. They're gonna win. It's not the Jets of old though. I mean, they've lost some games, but they have a new coach. They have a new culture, and it takes time. They, they're getting they're getting more athletes as we we can see the uh, with uh, Wilson and those guys from Ohio State. You know, they got they're getting guys like that. Gary Wilson. They're getting guys like that. And so they're, they're, they're getting better. And that, that, this, remember, this is with Joe Flacco. It wasn't even with their starting quarterback, right? <laughs> if, who could run around if they needed to, if he, if he were playing, right? And so I, I think, like I said, I think they just went in there thinking they were going to win. Um, and now getting to that m- minute and 30 seconds, 50 seconds, however amount of time it was, I don't know what was going on. It just, I'm getting sick of, the communication thing, as you said, it's been a couple of years with, it's been communication. And it's not that there's miscommunication. 
there's always miscommunication in, in football and in, in life and in, in sports. But why is it always in the final minutes mm -hmm. with us? Right? That's that's the problem I have. That we playing a good football game for 58 minutes. We have a breakdown at the end. We had one this past week against the Jets. We had one week before against Carolina. We had some last year against the Chargers. Um, it just it just keeps happening, and I, that's what I don't understand. And, and like you said, we have veterans who are out there who should know the system, who knows who know what uh, Joe Woods wants to do or is trying to do when he makes a call. You you look at that that one play at the, towards the end they, that put them within six points. There have been so many debates when you talk to people around what coverage were they trying to run? Some say two, some say three. You know, nobody ever knows because, and, and they haven't told us, but no one ever knows because it just looks weird just watching it where everyone's going, not where they're supposed to be, you know? And, and, and that's how we keep getting beaten. And, and, and everyone wants to keep saying, Joe Woods should be fired like they did last year before the defense won on a hot streak. But at the same time, players have to make plays. Plays don't make players. Players make plays. And, and these guys know since the, the day they started football, when you're up by a, a couple scores or whatever, what do you not do? You don't let them get behind you. I don't care if the worst coverage in the world. The only thing they can do to beat you is throw the ball deep. Don't let them do it. Yep. And that's that's what happened. That's what and that's what's bothering me. Yeah, I um, I, I had to had to go through and watch that final play a couple times on that uh, Corey Davis touchdown, and Denzel is he's tracking Davis, and then you see him drift towards the sideline a little bit. That makes me think that that's obviously where he's supposed to be going. So how is he left wide open? Grant Delpit is on the other side of, of Corey Davis from where Denzel was. I think Grant Delpit should have been over top. He should have been in a position where he could have made a play on that ball or on Davis because John Johnson is over on the left side guarding Elijah Moore who's going straight up, straight up the field. So Delpit doesn't have to go in and help. There's nobody coming across the middle of the field and Delpit's just standing there. So you wonder what is happening. Denzel Ward said in his press conference, he, he was there to guard the flat. So I, I really don't know what went on there. And it seemed to me like Grant Delpit was lost most of that game. He just... I don't know. He couldn't get it together. There were a couple of plays where he got turned around on uh, some little, some little out routes and he just, he just kind of got lost, gave up uh, at least a 20 yard reception. And it's just, it's absolutely frustrating that we had to lose like that. You look at the, the chargers game uh, last year and you know, that was a, that was a real fight offensively and the defense just gave up two easy touchdowns. Chiefs game also last year, John Johnson gives up 
uh, a touchdown to Tyreek Hill. And I understand that Tyreek Hill is very shifty, very fast, and he's all alone back there. But a, a big play is made. And just the, the issues that go on are, are, again, unacceptable and inexcusable. And it's the Jets. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, we went into that game. We probably, our heads were too big. We figured we would go in there, win, and then get ready for Pittsburgh because we have a short week. Um, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. And when Jadavion Clowney gets hurt and Miles Garrett is gassed, you're forced to put in Chase Winovich and Isaiah Thomas, um, along with Jordan Elliott and Tabin Bryant or Tommy Togiai, and then there's no pressure being created. No linebackers are blitzing like we did last week, which again, I don't know why we strayed away from that. We blitzed our safeties, linebackers, and corners in week one. Uh, was that to prove a point against Baker and then just say, oh, well, we did what we wanted to do, so we're not going to get creative with that anymore. Let's you know, throw that out the window. I, I genuinely don't know what happened. And the Joe Woods firing thing doesn't – I don't think he needs to be fired. It was just a mental lapse by everybody on the field, and it's, it's bad. I understand where you, where you want uh, to blitz the safeties and linebackers uh, but then again, you're playing Joe Flacco. He's been, he's seen it all. He's a veteran. He was getting the ball out quick the other day. They they came out, they came in there with the mindset we're gonna throw everything in, putting pushing all our chips in to win this game. We were they they ran reverses with receivers. They they were running screen passes. They did draws. They did everything. They they got a. a Fake, they ran fake punts, got onside kick, we got deep balls. Um, they 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 did everything to win that game. They were prepared. They obviously they knew that we they could they could run fake punts by watching film because someone's not paying attention. And so they were paying attention to the Browns not paying attention in the previous game. Right? Yep. And so that, and, and they took advantage of it. And so in 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 this game. There was no special in special teams at all. Missed extra point, gave up a fake punt, let them recover an onside kick. That's the game right there. Mm -hmm. That's the game right there. If we, we don't make those plays, the, the, Jets, the Jets do, and they win the game. On that, on that onside kick, I'm just disgusted with Amari Cooper. I'm just going to say, because that – he didn't even, he, I mean, he tried to smack it out of bounds, but he half-assed did it. That Jets guy dove for that ball. Yep. He's like, I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. And they end up getting it because of that. And so, you know, it's one of those things. Guys, you're, you're, not, you're not fighting. You're not fighting. The Browns weren't fighting. The Jets were. The Jets were going in all in. We're going. We're going to beat you up, or we're going to take a beating. One of the one's going to happen. But we're not just going. We're just. We're not going to play passively and, and and see what happens. And 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 that's what, that's not what the Browns did. I mean, we we ran the ball fairly well. Um, uh, Jacoby threw was twenty two of twenty seven. Until I mean the last interception, which I mean I know in that situation you you want him to. You want, you want him to make the pass, but he's trying to make a play. And, and, and once again, 
we're, we're trying to go down there and put our kicker in a position to, to make a miraculous kick. I mean, we wouldn't have had to had he made the extra point earlier. But that's just how it is. There's teams like the Jets or who we think the Jets are that when they're down, you got to keep them down. You got you to you beat them down. We talk, you hear people talk about Nick Chubb shouldn't have scored. We've seen him do it before we, we stopped and didn't score. Who the hell thinks they're going to give up a two-touchdown lead in a minute? Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks about that. There 99.8% of the people in the world would have scored that touchdown. And, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, so I, I don't blame him at all for scoring that touchdown because you're supposed to, you're supposed to stop him in, in two minutes, in less than two minutes. And we just didn't do that. And I'm for the, the one good thing about this and the players and, and, and even fans, you can forget about it in, in, in three days, three days from now. I mean, it, the players don't have to watch the film. Jacoby probably will because he's the quarterback, see what's going on. But you don't have to watch the film because you got to get prepared for the Steelers this week. That was the that's the one good thing about a short week in football, especially if you messed up in the previous game. You don't get to see it. Because yeah. <laughs> that's all you think about. Oh, I messed up on this play. We could have won the game. But they don't have to worry about it because now they can just get on the Pittsburgh. It's only a, a real true hangover if they don't win this game. Yep. Because then, then you go from possibly being the two and one if you lose this game to, to then or now being one and two. Well, it could have been maybe three and zero, but guys got to show up and play. It's, it's all good when you talk about that roster, but you got to get in between those white lines and get it done. Yep, and I, you know, I um, we talk about special teams, and Mike Prefer has been very underwhelming. He hasn't really got his his returner. Uh, to just set that special teams unit apart. He just got his kicker, um, and then you give up. I believe I saw a stat that's like out of the uh, recovered onside kicks, like teams are giving up 1.6% of of onside kicks, and Mike Prefer's unit is giving up 14.7% of onside kicks, which that's horrible. And... You know what that means? They don't prepare for it. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. Yeah, and they they called a timeout uh, when the Jets were first lining up to kick. Yes. Did you not expect them to go for it? Their defense hasn't been fantastic. They let Jacoby Brissett go for 22 for 27 and put up a 98.8 quarterback rating. Do you think that they are going to kick the ball and then take another chance? No. They're going to go for an onside kick. You have to get them ready. And then you come out of the timeout and you're still not ready. I think I saw they were lined up the exact same way as they were before and after the timeout. Literally the exact same. So I don't know what was going on there. I don't know what that timeout was for, but that's inexcusable. Um, And then Cade York missing, that's not on prefer, but that's just something that you have to you have to pick up their morale and say, you know what? 
we missed a kick guys it's all right now we're gonna go out there do whatever differently and and hammer it home um nick chubb running out of bounds screw it it happened he went for a touchdown three on the day and Stefanski said he wishes he would have told Nick Chubb to run out of bounds because he knew he would have done it. We obviously know Nick would have done it. He's done it before. Uh, and him not running out of bounds, I don't think caught again. I don't think it cost us the game. The defense cost us the game. That was it. The offense played fantastic. And I am truly disappointed that Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Harrison Bryant and all the people that performed well in that offense went home without a win because they definitely deserved it. Um, Nick, uh, Miles Garrett and, and that defensive line, honestly, they deserved the win. And we just let them down. So there are three phases of the game. And you have to be good on Running out of bounds. He should not have run out of bounds. We are supposed to stop them on defense. We're supposed to make our extra points on special teams. We're supposed to get the onside kick. Like you said, you're talking about the onside kick. You called a timeout right before they kicked it. Because of the rules, you still have to be even on both sides. And our guys were still shifted. There were one guy and Amari Cooper, basically, in, in that play. The, the blocker for Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper swatting at the ball, kind mm -hmm. of. And so, kind of. And so that that's 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 what baffles me. You could have because of the rules, you could have had more guys closer to them. They they obviously don't don't know that that guy can kick it like that, right? No. And so you, you, you had to find some film on him somewhere. Mm -hmm. That means we're not prepared. And then, I mean, that means you're not prepared for that because you, you, you call them timeouts you, you, when you know what they're doing. You, you're not going, you're going through the motions when you're trying to get the ball. We're not prepared. And that's happened. That's, and I think that's the same with the returning, return game also. We're not prepared. We don't know where the ball is going to be going when it's, when it's punted. It's hard to get to it because they're not prepared. That's coaching. Simple as that. Yep. And uh, I think Kevin Stefanski is, he's definitely, uh, I, I think he provides a really good culture to, to the team, but I, I just don't know if he goes after people hard enough. You know what I mean? Like what is going on in those, in those coaching meetings and stuff like that, where stuff is continuously happening that is not getting fixed. Is he just saying, okay, I'm leaving it up to you guys which I get it. You should have confidence in your coordinators to set your guys straight and make sure they come up with a game plan that is different and will provide success. But at what point do you have to step in and be like, all right, nope, this isn't working. I'm going to sit down with you this day and we are going to draw up a plan for this game and make tweaks to it as we go on throughout the season. I do not know if Stefanski has been that guy that will put his foot down and say, you know what, this is what's going to happen. If it doesn't, this is our backup plan, et cetera. He might have to start taking control of this and reining everybody in and making sure that this team gets to where they need to be. Because if they go out next season with Deshaun Watson and they, with a fully healthy roster 
no suspension, Deshaun Watson and a new rookie class. If they go out there and they disappoint, what are we going to do? Are we going to cycle through another head coach at the end of that year? Nobody wants to deal with it. I don't think it's going it to, it cannot happen. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You're right. I don't know if he has that fire, but we don't know what goes on in the locker room. We don't know what goes on in the meetings. We don't know if he is, is a different person on camera than he is in, in the meetings like Belichick can be sometimes, you know, it's, it's different, but, but it, it seems that it, it's so mild mannered uh, as, as a, as a coach that it, it almost, the players are almost mimicking that when they go out there and play, it, it doesn't, I mean, everybody's playing hard or, or we think so, but it just, it just it's not often does it seem like there's like fight, you know, and that's what I don't like about it. Because you're going to lose games. You're going to lose some games that you're not supposed to lose. You're going to win some games that you're not supposed to win. But it's going to be, it's not going to be because of lack of fight, if you ask me. That's what I'm saying sometimes. And that's what I feel like this game is about, the lack of fight, mm-hmm. lack, of, lack of intensity about playing the Jets. It's, 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 it's the, it was their best opportunity to be 2-0 because it was the next opportunity. Right. And so in, in with that being said, that means you have to treat it like it each game is the Super Bowl in order to get to the Super Bowl. Right. So now like this week coming. This is the most important game of the season because it's the next game. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you have to prepare like like it is like it's the most important game. You have to go out there and play like it is because this is different between one and two and two and one. Could have been the difference between, like I said, one and two, two and one, or three and oh, had we prepared. And so, two and oh, if we're two and oh, where are we sitting? On top of the division alone. But that's behind us now. So now we got to go in there trying to be two and one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if we do that, there's only one team that could be sitting in on top with us if we go in there and take care of business Thursday. That's Baltimore. They could be the only team mm-hmm. that could be sitting at two and one with us if we win win this game. But if we don't, it could be Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so now that's why this game becomes the most important game of the season, not only because of the two and one or one and two, but because it's a division game also at home. Mm-hmm. We didn't take care of our house last week, so we got to take care of our house this week. And, and, and in doing so, everybody has to forget about that game that just happened. L- look at whatever they look at on Pittsburgh and get better. I mean, they'll, they'll run through that, but they'll run through it quickly and get, get better just trying to watch Pittsburgh and seeing what they do. They're losing people. They're, uh, they don't have uh, T.J. Watt. We got, you know, we don't, we don't know if um, the running back's fully healthy. Trubisky's still trying to figure it out. It's a golden opportunity mm-hmm. at home, prime time. Take care of your business. And everybody forget about last week. Yep. Yeah. And 
earlier you talked about uh, playing with like nobody's playing with fire. I saw last week and this week, Anthony Walker absolutely lighting it up. He gets a couple of tacos for loss. He's in there in the, in the backfield, a, a decent amount. He is fired up. He is, he's yelling, he's flexing, he's doing all this stuff. He is obviously trying to get that team going. JOK is doing the same thing. He is, you know, just doing whatever he can to bring some life to that defense. And you know what? Do you know who the highest graded Browns were that week or yesterday? Or Jesus, Sunday. JOK and Anthony Walker, because they are playing with the most fight and the most passion right now. And the top graded linebackers this entire year, JOK and Anthony Walker, out of the entire league, those two are playing their tails off. And it seems like they're the only ones who are doing so. Uh, you look through the rest of the list of the highest graded Browns in week two, Amari Cooper had a 90.9, Genevieve Clowney had an 89.7, and Jacoby Brissett had an 83.2. Jacoby Brissett, by the way, was the third highest graded quarterback uh, last week. And, you know, I, again, it, it hurts me that these guys went home without a win because they, they deserved it. And notice how there is no secondary player on this list. These people deserved it, and basically everybody else who wasn't in that secondary deserves deserve that win. They, everybody in the secondary needs to take this week. They need to spend as much time together as possible, and J, uh, John Johnson even said, we're going to take this week to work on our communication. We need some hand signals on who is guarding who. They just need to figure it out. If they can come out of this week, well, go into Thursday and – just play fiery, play like they have improved themselves. We will get ourselves back on track, and I have no doubt about it. And we definitely need it as we go into the Chargers, the, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Bucks, all of those teams, the Bills. We need that fight. We need it back. And I think last year there was a bunch of chemistry issues. I don't know if they're just trying to shake some of that off. And if that's the case, then we have a lot bigger issues on our hands than just week in and week out stuff. Um, but they definitely need to start taking control of what is happening. And it all starts with the leaders like Anthony Walker, like Miles Garrett, like John Johnson to hype up this team. I think Jacoby Brissett has a really, you know, I, I don't want to say a dumbed down hype, but like, he knows how to get the team going just by the simple plays. He knows you don't have to go out and make a, a massive play just to get your team hyped up. He brings that internal hype throughout the drive. And then at the end of the drive, once it pays off, then you get that big celebration and look at what we just did. Defense needs to take notes and we need to hammer that home going into Thursday. Yeah, yeah Jacoby Brissett is who he is. You know, he's, he's, he's not the fiery guy. He's not the guy who is you're expecting to go out there and win games. He just quietly makes plays and, and, and winning plays other than, say, the interception at the end. And he, he's taking care of the ball, giving us an opportunity to win. And that's his job. And that's what everyone expects from him. And he did his job. We, we need everyone to do their job. That's all you can ask for. Do your job. You, you know, you're talking about John Johnson, talking about we're, we're going to have 
hand signals to, to tell each person who they their man is or what have you. This is the NFL. You should know. Mm-hmm. Just be without hand signals. But I mean, if that helps, it doesn't even matter if the offense knows what coverage you're in. You can tell them. We could have ran, you could have ran uh, cover four, cover two, cover three against the Jets at the end, told them this is what we're running. It doesn't really matter if they know if, if, if we go to the right spots. If everybody's in their position, they got to figure out where to go to get open. Our problem is we're not getting in position, right? And so that's why we're being taken apart at the end of the game. And it just always happens at the end of the game. seems like everybody knows the signals and the communication prior to the end of the game. Is the moment too big? Is that what it is? Because if they're playing 58 minutes knowing where to go, now all of a sudden we don't know where to go. That's why it cannot be a Joe Woods thing. Because no. you've been doing it the entire game. Mm. Now you can't do it. Help me understand. I wish I could. <laughs> I know you can't. Because <laughs> they don't. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't think it, def- it definitely doesn't boil down to a Joe Woods issue. It's just, I don't know. Um, you saw the touchdown to Brees Hall within the red zone and it's just a simple little little wheel gets past um jok and and denzel and i believe delpit was over on the top towards the middle but uh that he couldn't really make a play on it but it's just there was another miscommunication there that was a very costly miscommunication that practically got the jets more back in the game than they should have been and what they ended up getting into in the end of the game it's it's bad and i i saw how they were lined up i didn't really love exactly how they were lined up because you had i think it was three safeties over the top and then you had some stuff going on over here but it was delpit jok was towards the middle and then uh denzel was was up over the top where he should have easily came down and just he could have just hammered him but JOK gets caught up. Denzel has to go around where JOK gets caught up. And then it just, the play is lost from there. Uh, it, I don't, I don't know if that was a bad angle. If that was just a, a bad, bad design. I don't know what it was, but whatever it is, we need to get it fixed going into the Steelers game. And Mitchell Trubisky, like you said earlier, is he does not have that, what we saw in Chicago for that brief period of time anymore. He is still trying to figure it out. He is not getting the ball to his receivers as he should. Deontay Johnson should have had a great year already for fantasy purposes, and he has let me down, I have learned. So that's very disappointing, but that should not be a difficult game. All we need to do is shut down that run game. Najee Harris is dealing with a little bit of a foot injury, but he seemed to be, he seemed to be fine. Uh, so there's no excuse to not not perform on Thursday in our house in prime time. We cannot let down the fans again. And Miles Garrett said he was he was kind of upset that the fans were about that because we will get booed again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he said it was it was disappointing that we got booed. Um we're out there working and it's it's upsetting that our home fans are booing us. Well 
Jim Donovan said it best. If you don't want to get booed, play better, simply. And they have gone through everything and you ask them to be loud on social media. You ask them to be loud at the stadium. You ask them to buy your merchandise. You ask them to do all this stuff and you cannot deliver in your home stadium when people are putting, you know, financial trust into you basically, and you're letting them down. So it's the Steelers. It's a division game. We need this game. We could be up three to zero and, I don't want to say I would preach if I were Stefanski. I don't want to say, okay, guys, we're going to be 3-0 after this game because last week it didn't count. We played a really good game and blah, blah, blah. But you have to realize if we were 2-0, like you said, we would be the lone leaders of the AFC North right now. So you have to go out there and play like you are going to be 3-0 and you are going to be leading our division right now and be the top dogs that we should be. Yeah, because even with this loss against the Jets, we can still be on top of the division by ourselves this week, depending on what happens in, in other games, right? We can still be on top. We just have to take care of our business. And if we don't, we might get booed again. And we don't want that. I mean, I understand that players don't want that. Like, like Jim Donovan said, go out there and give them something to, to cheer about, not something to boo about, because that last two minutes – or less than two minutes was something to boo about, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, if 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 those players are, are are at a restaurant and they 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 pay for their food, they expect their food to be cooked right. Yeah. <laughs> they want that steak medium as he asked for, right? The fans want a winning team as they asked for and paid for. You want you want a good product when you pay for it. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a restaurant where you can send it back. Hey, I want that recooked. On the football field, you just got to take the L. And they could have been doing something else with their hard-earned money. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at the fans going. Mm -hmm. I was born. <laughs> in my mind, I was born because I was in utter disbelief that that happened. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm about to do. I'm about to do. Channel 19 post game show, and we're talking about who was the player of the game and the plays of the game that the plays that made them pay. We're talking about Chubb's touchdown. We're, we're talking about all kinds of stuff. Then we had to switch it up. Mm -hmm. In less than two minutes, we had to switch it up with a 13 point lead. We can't have that again, or they will get booed again. 100%. Uh, Browns lose Jadavion Clowney for Thursday with an ankle injury he suffered on Sunday. Chase Winovich is not playing due to a hamstring injury, which he dealt with in the preseason, and maybe he just re-aggravated it. Either way, very disappointing that we can't get him on the field for an extended period of time. Uh, we definitely need him on the field for Thursday. But this is a big time for Alex Wright to step up. Alex Wright was the guy that we drafted to potentially be the guy that will replace Clowney if Clowney does not return next year uh, to be on the opposite side of Miles Garrett. And we also have Isaiah Thomas, who is a fantastic run stopper from Oklahoma. I really liked what I saw uh, from him in college and he flashed a little bit during the preseason. So those guys are gonna have to step up and I'm sure we'll try to call up Isaac Rochelle from practice squad 
and just get as much depth in there as we can because <clears throat> the more that we attack Mitchell Trubisky, the easier it is going to be for our secondary to just regroup, do whatever they need to do, and uh, hopefully come out with a W uh, this week. And the Steelers' defense, I mean, even without T.J. Watt, I think they are still very scary. Minka Fitzpatrick is that clear defensive leader right now, and he is just on a tear, and he terrorized Joe Burrow week one. I am not really excited to see what he's going to do against us, but with what I saw against the Jets, I, I like what they were doing there. That was exactly what you and me have been talking about this entire season is the short passes, uh, trying to air out Amari Cooper a little bit and just keep on trucking with that running game. If we can do that, I think we can be fine. Uh, again, I would like to see a little more tight end usage within Joku. He got some, tar uh, some targets on Sunday. Harrison Bryant got some targets on Sunday. And I liked what they produced. Uh, but the more that we can get them out there, the better. How do you think ball. that? Got to kiss the ball. <laughs> you had a big job. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even want to think about that right now. But how do you think that we can attack the Steelers on Thursday to, to end up coming out with a W besides trying to fire up this defense? I think, I think offensively we have to continue doing what we, we do, and that's, that's run the ball. I mean, it's going to be one of those tough run games where I think Mike Tomlin and his defense will say they're not running the ball on us, and we're going to make Jacoby Brissett beat us. I, I think that's what he'll say. I mean, in doing so, it's one of those situations where the way they've been playing with him, it's dink and dunk. So it's, it's going to take some time. That's why everyone has to be on the same page and, and, and do their job. Because he's not going to give up the big play. He's not, and, 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 but at the same time, we're not really looking for any, it seems, right? We're just trying to control the ball and get some points out of it. And I think we can do that against the, the Steelers, especially with uh, TJ Watt gone. Uh, we'll have a, a, a little more time. Mm. I think they'll manufacture more blitz uh, to try to get to Jacoby because TJ is not, not there. And that's, that's what we're going to have to do as well because Clowney won't be there. We're going to have to manufacture blitzes. We're going to have to come with linebackers. We're going to have to come with safeties, maybe with some corner blitzes, and, and, and keep Trubisky off his spot. Because if he gets back there and he's a little flustered, he, he might throw it to the other team and, and, or, not, or, or air it out. You know? And so I, I think we have a very good chance because it's, it's basically going to be like mirror images of, of these teams. They're going to play the same way. Both teams trying to run. Both teams trying to stop the run and force the other team to pass to, to win the game. And, 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 I, and I think we, we, we stick around. It's a very close game. Whoever doesn't turn the ball over and whoever has the opportunity to make some plays on special teams, I think, wins the game. 100%. And I think this might be a perfect game for those uh, two running back backfields. Hopefully we can see that, get some extra blockers in there and, and really throw the Steelers off of their game. Uh, Steelers Thursday night going on Amazon Prime. That'll be a fun game. Uh, and, and we just got to bounce back, I guess. Uh, Brown, 24 know. 17. Tw what was that? 24 17 Brown. Mm. Okay. I can get behind that. I, I like that. Uh, we'll see. I, I, sure. Yeah. We'll go with that for right now. <laughs> All right. All right.
All right. Thank you guys for joining us. We will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.